Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. So, what were you doing to me that day at the coffee shop? I'm so embarrassed. What? I've never had a boyfriend before. Do you like me, Adam? I'm sure I don't. You don't think I'm weird? I do think you're weird. I know that. I like weird. I like weird a lot. You're a perfect, aren't you? Nobody's perfect. You're perfect. You want to see my room? Does stuff freak you out? Nothing freaks me out. That's right, I wouldn't win. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I think we all can agree that it can be difficult to make friends as a child, especially when there's something physically different about you, like having a lazy eye, for example. And if that awkwardness carries all the way to your adult years, it can be even more difficult to establish relationships without having all that social experience, especially when it comes to handling tough moments in life like rejection. However, it's probably a better idea to work through those tough struggles with the help of a therapist instead of taking the rather unique approach to getting the perfect friend, as the main character does in this movie, as tonight, the Dells discuss 2002's May. And now, the Dells of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. Summer's still stuffy today. Summer! Oh my goodness! Like, I'm hearing myself and I'm like, I feel like I sound like this. <laughs> you don't sound too much like that. <laughs> well, Jamie looks and sounds back to normal. I still got a thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm sending lots of uh, virtual vitamin C your way, girl. Thank you. I'll take all the virtual vitamin C <laughs> you or anyone else wants to send me. Yeah, we're Keep putting the coming. call out. Uh-huh. Putting the call out to the listeners. <laughs> Help! Help me! Help me! Please! Is there a doctor in the audience? Please. <laughs> all right, guys. So. Tonight, we are going to be discussing May from 2002. Oh, goody. I've loved this movie for quite a while, so it's it's been a while since I rewatched it, but I loved this when it came out, so yeah, I'm excited I thought to talk you about said, it. I thought that you said that you loved it. I um, had forgotten all about it, honestly, until I was looking on Tubi for something to watch, and it popped up, and I said, hey, we don't have a movie for next week. Maybe this one would be fun since we haven't really done done it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I know I you was, like it. I was long overdue for a rewatch too, so yeah, right. it was a good pick. Yeah. Okay, so Jamie, when was the first time you saw May? So I saw this pretty close to when it came out, you know, rented it. Um, this was one that one of my really good high school friends, like, adored. Um, and she was like, you got to check this movie out. You're going to love it. And so I did. And it was really great. Um, so shout out to Jordan. It's been, like, forever. Her little girl's, like, growing up before my eyes on Facebook, and it's crazy. But shout out to Jordan. It was a great pick, and I still enjoy it. So, Aww. yeah. How about you, girl? Um... I'm pretty sure I saw it, oh, it's 2002, I saw it within five years of its release, because it was before I moved to Chicago, 
So I know that was the time frame. It was not a rental. This was a blind buy again. Nice. Right. So it was probably out on video for about a couple of years before it went into that bargain bin of Mm -hmm. buy two, get three free movies that I keep talking about. That's how I end up with most of my blind picks because it's like, oh, I just pick stuff. Well, it's a good way to pick up, like, movies that you right. wouldn't have necessarily known of or thought of before, where it's like, well, it's on sale, like, it's in the bin, it looks good, I like the cover, so. Yeah, it's literally my free pick, so it's not like oh, yeah. I'm wasting any money if I don't exactly. like it. It was free. So, however, I do have trouble throwing things away, so the movies I don't like still are here with me. <laughs> and then you have to kind of, like, put a disclaimer on it when people ask, and you're like, oh, I just... You know, I'm not there. huge on that movie, but I got it. I don't want to abandon it. So <laughs> kind of just holding on to it out of, like, you know, duty, and that's about it. Right. And people say, then why do you have it? I can't <laughs> just, like, like, abandon it, right? I can't, I can't throw just... it away. That's a travesty. Yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> no, that's rude. So, exactly. so yes. So, anyway, I saw it pretty close to its release date. Within a few years, I didn't know if I liked I don't know if I liked it or not I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting I didn't hate it I yeah. just had to sit with it for a while yeah it's definitely different it's a uh, quirky and a little weird um which is definitely that describes me perfectly so especially <laughs> like when I first saw it so I was like oh yeah this is weird I like it okay hi <laughs> um I'm having a similar kind of response I did to Excision on this one. Mm-hmm. And I, back then and, and even now, I've watched it a few times since I bought it. And again, I don't hate it, but I'm still just like, it's a very special movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Definitely. Yes. So let's jump right on in. For those of you who have not seen May from 2002, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. A socially awkward veterinary assistant with a lazy eye and an obsession with perfection whose only friend happens to be a doll, hey, hey, dolls of horror, mm-hmm. descends into depravity after developing a crush on a perfect boy with perfect hands. And he is a perfect boy with perfect hands. <gasps> right. He is such... Oh, I don't even know where I'm going to throw my... Like, I don't know, my whole I know. Adam talking, but I have uh, an Adam talk. All throughout the, <laughs> the episode is Adam talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <sighs> Written and directed by Lucky McGee, who also did Tales of Halloween, The Woods, All Cheerleaders Must Die, and Roman, who, which is very similar to this movie, actually. And uh, starring Angela Bettis, Jeremy Sisto, Anna Ferris, and James Duvall. What did we talk about James Duvall? And it was a clown at midnight, right? I'm trying to remember. We did we talk had a about talk. him. Yeah, not that long. I mean, it wasn't right. all that long ago. No. But I do remember. I just don't remember what. Right. I'm sure it'll come up. I'm sure I wrote it down in my notes. But, uh, yeah. All right. Favorite kill. You came back just in time. It looks like she's about to get it. Want some popcorn? Oh, there were some doozies in this one. There were some doozies in this one. What you got? 
Okay, um, I was kind of like stuck between two, but I think I'm gonna actually give it to Mr. Duval's character, Blank, um, our punk guy. Um, it's just a good scene because it's kind of like that first really visceral kill, um, mm, you know, mm. and she like stabs him with like the scissors and there's blood and it, it's the reveal after he like looks in her freezer, you know, and then the kill happens. So it's really, really fun. Um, just love it. And it kind of kicks off the kill fest in a really good way. It's really fun. It's it's really fun also. Well, because this is a slow burn movie until yeah. that happens. And then it's mm -hmm. like a roller coaster just straight down. Exactly. So that's kind of like the kickoff point. So I think that's a big part of why it's my favorite. Um, but yeah, love love that kill. What's your favorite kill? That's my favorite kill. Okay. And it's my favorite kill for the kickoff reason that you just said. But also, I love the whole scene. I love that he needs to put ice on his nipples <laughs> or whatever he's saying. Same. I know. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, there's plenty um, of ice cubes. Go for it, dude. <laughs> and I love, well, I love him in general and his acting and his expression on his face when he sees what's in the freezer. And but my favorite part about this kill is his hands pinned with the scissors above his forehead. It's kind of awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just that that creativity with the hands and the scissors and the cinematography in that moment is why it is my favorite yeah it's pretty I also, awesome i also have a runner-up okay me too you go first Susie the doll oh nice i would have never even thought of that but that's great she almost won yeah <laughs> i mean i love it because the doll Susie is such a big part of this movie and is such a big part of May and her mentality and her unraveling. Like, as the doll deteriorates, her mental state deterior deteriorates with it. And I love the s symbolic aspect of Susie the doll. And so when Susie dies, everything's over. Oh, yeah. I mean, each each crack of that display mm -hmm. case is like another crack in May. That's yep. um, really brilliant how they did that. And it's really brilliant how it doesn't just like crack in one scene. The crack happens slowly yeah. over the movie. And the sound of that crack, literally thinking of that sound, it just gave me goosebumps just now. I was going to say the sound of the cracking and the shattering, like the, just like the slow cracking yep. and it building out is really, really good. It's really creepy, really amazing. And like I said, I thought of it just now and I got goosebumps all up and down my arms. It's like, ooh. So it's a very effective in the whole movie. But that's why it's my runner up. What's your runner up? I actually have to give it to Ambrosia, I think oh. her name is. Um, this is Anna Ferris, Polly's girlfriend. Um, I just really like her. I mean, first of all, and we'll get into it. I love her, like, Halloween outfit. She's, like, the 60s girl. And she's, like, so not in the mood to deal with, like, weird-ass May. But May uh -huh. is, like, you know, turn around. And she, like, gives her a little turn. And then she totally, like, double scalpels her in the head. Yeah. It's really great. And then, like, I really like, like, the blood mixes in with this milk that spills on the floor, and it's, like, lovely. I love, like, the milk and blood together, where it's, like, gross, because milk grosses me out. So I'm, like, oh, awesome. I love that. <laughs> Why does milk gross you out? I'm just wondering. I don't like the flavor. I don't, I'm, it makes me feel sick. Like, I can't drink it. It makes me feel sick. Yeah, so. Mm -mm. Is that all milk or just cow milk? Did you do almond? Did you do soy? 
I do almond or I do soy. Um, occasionally coconut if I'm going for something a little fancier. But yeah, I do, not, I do not like cow milk. It makes me like so sick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Clearly, you're and I, I, I rarely, <laughs> I rarely even have like cream in my coffee. Like if I right. do, it's just like a tiny little dollop of cream because I just, just take that just edge off. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like milk. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm super specific with my milk, like, and I only like it in or on certain things. It's it's weird. It's kind of like my cheese preferences. I'm very very specific with cheese. I'm not a big cheese person. I am not a big cheese person either. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do pizza. But, pe- but people say that. They're like, you like pizza, but you won't eat cheese on your burger? No, I will not eat a burger if it has cheese on it. I will not eat a burger with cheese on it. I never order a cheeseburger. I will, like, flip out if I, like, order a burger and it comes with cheese, where I will specifically say, even just in case, even if it's advertised as just a hamburger, Same. I will say, no cheese. Same. And it's like, no cheese. I'm looking, I'm watching, and if there's cheese on this burger, I can't eat it. I won't eat it. <laughs> exactly the same exactly 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 the I've, same I've, the worst is when you get the burger all the way home and it's like fuck and it's all melted around it by that point too so it's ruined. really hard to like scrape it off yeah impossible like, I'll try fucking it, you know, ruined. but it's like oh, damn it <laughs> I, I, I just had to weigh in on this story because I you totally triggered me Jamie <laughs> there was a um, um, I, so uh, being a vegan folks for those of you who don't know um I work at a uh, concert venue, and we get employee meals. We can get concessions, etc. And they sell an Impossible Burger. So, yay, I can eat as a vegan. But it comes by default with cheese on it. So I have to That's tell vegan. them, can I get, you know, the otherwise vegan burger without the fucking cheese on it? Like, and so they and they have to make it, like, from scratch as opposed to, like, to the few they always have, like, pre-made. So, like, I have to sit there for, like, like most of my break while they make it from scratch. I'm like, for crying out loud, man. It's all it, – you you killed the veganness of this burger yeah. with this and one ingredient. And it's not it in cheese. Yeah, exactly. It's not fake cheese? No, it's American cheese. Like, it's just a freaking craft single that they throw on top. It's so nasty. Which is the that worst really kind of cheese of all. Yeah. Of the whole thing. That makes no sense. God, this cheese all. talk has me so angry right now. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. like, if you're going to advertise a vegan burger, don't put then cheese on it. The, the cheese that's on it should also be a vegan variety. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Yep. Right. And some are the cheese are, is fine, but okay. it needs to be the mm-hmm. vegan cheese. Yep. Yep. I get it. Anyway. Cheese talk. Mm-hmm. Cheese talk. Yep. <laughs> Dairy talk in general. Yeah. What are your thoughts on dairy, folks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's all her four favorite kale, right? Yeah, that's it. I don't know how we got on the milk talk. <laughs> we did. It was my fault. Milk and blood. Good combo. <laughs> it is a good combo. Uh, oh, my God. I just had a flashback. <laughs> to milk? Yes. Oh, dairy. no. Okay. Um, so you didn't do this episode with us, but when we did Dr. Giggles... Mm-hmm. You seen it? Yeah, I have. Okay. Um, the stepmom kill mm-hmm. when she's eating the ice cream and he puts the thing down her throat and the spindly thing goes and then she starts throwing up the milk uh, or yeah. the, the, the ice cream, the white ice cream, I think it was, was vanilla, right? Mm-hmm. So it looked white and then so she's throwing up the ice cream and she's throwing up blood at the same time and it mixes together. Kind of reminded me what you just said. And that scene is one of the only scenes in the movie ever in my life, probably one of five. That has made me feel sick and nauseous and want to throw up right then and there. It's pretty gnarly. 
Some milk inside, like dairy kind of aspect. Moving on to fashion moment. <laughs> so many looks. Yeah, looks. Oh, okay. So, so many. <laughs> there were a lot of good looks in this movie. I managed to narrow mine down to three, but um, there was I, a lot of good looks. I got two and a half. Okay. I know you're wondering what the hell the half is. I am. Um, so, my first look is, my winner, I should say, is... Um, I called it May's body part collecting costume, mm-hmm. which is a replica of Susie, honestly. So that's my half, her and then Susie. Susie's the half because she wore okay. the same look. Yeah. Uh, and she's like half a person. Anyway, yeah. the, the whole the whole thing, the, the dress, the hair, the makeup, and her little spat heels together is my favorite look. It's not just the dress. It's everything how they made her in that amazing, amazing kill spree scene was amazing. Yeah, how many times gorgeous. can you say amazing, Summer? One more time. Amazing. Amazing. So <laughs> that's my favorite. What is yours? Uh, that look is really, really good. And I feel like it's so it's such a moment for the movie. So, yeah, yeah that's a really good one. Um, I do. I have to give mine to um, Polly, though. I love her style in this Anna Ferris's mm-hmm. character. Um, when we first see her, she's wearing this really cute, like, little green, it's kind of like checkered pattern almost dress with a collar. I have something kind of similar in my closet, and I loved it. It's when she's in the veterinary office. So that's my winner. I have two others, but, like, I just, I wear that dress, like, all day long, and it's super cute. It is super cute. It is. My runner-up is, uh, let's see here, her first date outfit with Adam. It's pink. It's pretty. And that's also the same thing she was wearing when she was um, sewing at some point. When she was sewing the perfect dress, she was wearing that outfit as well. And I I really love, my favorite part of it was the lace sleeve cover thing. Oh, yeah. Of it all. It was so pretty. And I also loved the the character of May made her clothes. She Mm -hmm. is a seamstress and really good at it too she's really good at it i love that aspect on on her as well she basically makes all of her beautiful beautiful clothes what are your runner-ups um okay so i mentioned it earlier but polly's girlfriend ambrosia i love her little like 60s go-go dancer halloween Mm -hmm. costume i would just wear that like no need for halloween to be involved um it's got a really cute, she's got a really cute mini skirt. She's got white go-go boots, and it's perfect, and I really love it. Um, and then Polly, again, she's wearing a great robe. Had to mention it. It's, like, pink and satiny, and it's got, like, purple, almost, like, flowers or splashes on it. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really pretty, and I want that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All good looks. But this, this movie had a bunch of great looks. In it. It really did. There's it. more that made it on my initial list, like, Loved her little blue work dress. Oh my gosh. There's something I forgot to mention in Favorite Kill. What? I didn't write it down, but I thought about writing it down, and then I was walking when I was thinking about it, and I forgot to write it down, so I'm sorry. I have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's not really a kill, but it's a kill, but it's not a kill. It's the the movie, the short movie. Uh Uh-huh. The Jack and Jill. I love those kills. In fact, I think that might be my winner. It's oh, a tie. yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but I, oh. I love the whole movie. I love his movie so much. Um, right. Another, I mean, another Adam moment. He gets points for that. He makes horror movies. He's a hottie. Right. I was thinking about it as I was walking to the store. And I said, oh, I have to remember to write that down for favorite kill because I think that actually might be my favorite kill. And then I never did. And I just remembered it. And I was like, oh, I have to talk about that. That's so, a good one. It's so good. Because it no is. one really actually dies. It's fiction in this film. But it's so fun. And it's such, I mean, it makes me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen May, you got to get on it. And you're going to be really confused by saying it makes me hungry. But then you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Yeah. Okay. Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. God, there was good hair too. The looks in this all around. There's like multiple looks. Hair looks I really liked. Oh, wow. Well, you start and I will continue and we'll just go back and forth. Back and forth? Okay. Because I have a few. So that'll work out well. I'll start with my... Okay. I have... I have four. Um, So that works out. Okay. So I will start with my very favorite. It goes to our dreamboat, Adam. Like, he's got these, like, kind of dreamy curls, and his hair is, like, lovely. And, like, he's he's a hottie. He's a little hottie. And um, I love his hair. Love it. Yes. So he is not my winner, but I just wrote Adam's hair at all times. Oh, at all times. Yeah. There's not a specific moment. It just looks great the whole time. Yes. So good. And we all know Summer loves her some curls. Oh, on women yeah. and I men. I knew you'd like it. Yeah. No, I was like, oh. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> it looks good on him. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Okay. My winner goes to um, James Duvall's character. What was his name again? Blank, right? Yeah, Blank. It goes to Blank. It's like a half mohawk, so half dread situation. I don't even know what's going on, but I love his confidence in that look. And he rocks it, and it's it's pretty great. I'm just saying. It's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. Um, I also really loved when May's at the laundromat. I think it's early on, like an earlier laundromat scene. She kind of has these loose pigtails. Yeah. And I really loved that. It was super cute. It is. I like it, too. Um, Oh, okay. Uh, My final hair moment is May's first date hair. It's uh, curly. Not overly curly like mine, but but curly, wavy, really pretty on her. And the front is pulled back into this little clip. It looks great with the entire outfit she's wearing. It doesn't drown her out. It's perfect. So, yeah. What else? Very very pretty color too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, I just gave a little honorable mention to Anna Ferris rocking dark hair. I think she looks really pretty with dark hair. Oh, definitely. Um, usually, my favorite she's blonde. Is, my favorite is her with dark hair. Yeah, usually, like a lot of a lot of movies, she's blonde. Um, but I really think she looks gorgeous with the black hair too, or the dark brown. So shout out to that. Always love to see her with dark hair. Um, and then my last one goes to. Adam's kind of girlfriend at the end or the girl that he's like with at the end and she has these cute little kitty kitty cat ears on and she has this cute little reddish kind of bob and the bangs are like so perfect they're just like almost like baby baby doll bangs almost Um, Mm -hmm. but they're really really cute so love her hair especially with the kitty cat ears very like Josie and the Pussycats Um, yeah yeah really cute I love her too 
I love mm-hmm. her too. Yep. All right, that's all I got for Harrier. Uh, that's all you too. got, right? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Okay. Crop we would like to own. I brought something out from my dream. Where did you get that? Oh, girl, you know. I know you know what I want. I have a pretty strong feeling. Anyone who knows me knows that I have to have Susie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a must. I need her for my collection. I've talked about having a Dolly Dearest doll custom made. Now I want to get a Susie doll custom made too. She's a beautiful doll too. And the fact that she's like almost so perfect, you know, you're not supposed to take her out. Nope. Like love it. I love her eyes. Mm-hmm. Something creepy about her for sure. Love her. She's on my list too. I want that doll. You know what's super creepy about her for me? Aside from the eyes, which is also a big part of Susie's plot point, right? Mm-hmm. Is I love her how how big her head is compared to her body. Yeah, it's she's cool. Almost, she's almost a bobblehead. Yeah. Um, but, you know, her features actually remind me of my leech woman replica from Puppet Master. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Le- leech woman is more in proportion, like with the rest of the body. Her head is not yeah. oversized. In fact, her head might even be a little too small for how long her body is. But the the basic features on how that doll was made kind of reminds me of Susie. Ooh. So, yeah. Uh, what, what you got? What else you got? Okay, well, Susie made my list. I had, like, a couple items. Um, Adam, Adam, Adam. Okay. Um, so <laughs> You want Adam? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, okay, I want his hands. I will just say oh. I, I love, like, hands. I love human hands. I think, like, they tell such great stories. I think hands are sexy. So there was, like, this hand montage going on and some <laughs> hand moments where I was, like, hello, like, whoa, when did we start sucking on fingers in here? Like, I was, okay, spoiler. Okay, so Adam's hands, want them, they're mine. Um, Other than Adam's hands, that beautiful Argento art piece that he's got in his room, and he loves Argento, he's a horror guy, his voicemail on his phone is literally, leave a message after the scream, and then he screams, like, so hot. Um, But the Argento trauma. Yes, exactly, and I was like, oh, Oh, okay. He's a keeper. Um, yeah. But the Argento art piece, it's got like some stuff from opera. It's got like actual pictures of Argento on it. And it is just like the fucking coolest. And I would hang that up proudly in my own, like basically first room you walk into. So the Argento art piece is my number one. And Adam's hands, I'd love to have Adam's hands like right next to it. I had the Argento art piece, too, as my number two. That's okay. really good. I didn't know what to call it. I just said the big piece of art on Adam's wall, but then I was looking, started looking around at the rest of his decor, and I'm like, or any of it. I'll yeah. take any of his art pieces, really. Honestly, they were all pretty awesome. Oh, it wasn't yeah. just that one. So, all right. Oh, I have one more that was on the next page I didn't see. <laughs> I'll take the box of body parts. <laughs> nice. All of them, <laughs> not just the hands, the whole box, because she had them in a box. Yep, she did. It was great. It was just so good. I loved it so much. Okay, how about we do Epic Line? But before we do Epic Line, it's time to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry, we're safe in here. They'll never get in. 
Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know. It's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. <laughs> Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack. And another thing, how come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim Aim for for the the head. head. What? Aim Aim for for the the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for Epic Lines. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. Because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Oh, we had some good ones in this one. Yeah, I narrowed it down to three. One, two, three, four, five, six. I have six, but I thought that you might have had some of mine, so that's why I had so many. I actually technically had seven, but one I just nixed. I was like, nah. Yeah. So um, the seven one was early on when I was panic writing just in case. For sure, for sure. I do that too. So what's okay. Um, so okay, so my my third one on my list here, um, it comes from our delightful Polly, um, Anna Ferris. I just love her so much in this, like so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> she's you know, this is probably just the beginning, like pretty early on, but she tells me, You should call me sometime, we'll hang out, eat some melons or something. Hey May, hold up. I wanna ask you something. What are you going to be for Halloween? I've just been racking my brains, you know, trying to come up with something original. Do you got any ideas? You have a beautiful neck. Thank you. You should call me one of these nights. You know, we'll hang out and eat some melons or something. Okay. Okay. Sure, I like meeting new friends and eating melons. Like, sure, all right, okay. Um, and then I think these two are so hard for me to choose between because they're both so good. Um, okay, but my runner-up is um, and I actually it's one of the taglines for the movie. Um, so it's pretty iconic for the movie. It's when she said, "So many pretty parts and no pretty holes." Are you okay? So many pretty parts, no pretty holes. No shit. What's your name? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know, right? Um, he's so cute. I love him too. Um, okay, same. but my my favorite one, and it's it's right around the same moment too. So it features our lovely Blank as well, and it's just after he's looked in her freezer and is like, Whoa, and she just says, "Can we?" Can we be best friends now that you've seen in my freezer? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Friend. <laughs> this is some sick shit. So, are we like best friends now that you've seen what's inside my freezer? Are you, you fucking freak. Because once 
you've seen the, you know, inside somebody's freezer. I mean, you pretty much know all there is to know about them. So that's the friend moment right there. But I think that's so funny. Like, I just, I love how socially awkward she is and, like, socially unaware she is. And it's great. <laughs> so tell me, Jamie, what will someone learn about you by looking inside your freezer? Hi, you know, I'm just wondering, like, this Ooh, okay. is, this is, this right is now... a question. This is like a panel question. Like, what would someone learn about you by looking inside your freezer? Um, I have a sweet tooth. I got sherbet in there and mm. uh, chocolate chip ice cream. And um, I like easy kind of comfort foods like pizza, you know. That's basically what you'd learn about me. And lots of ice cubes. That's what I was going to say. You would learn a lot about that I like ice a lot mm-hmm. by looking yep. inside of my freezer. Like a lot. Yep, we always have our trays pretty much full, or at least, like, one full, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I got my trays, and then I got bags of ice. Like, I emptied the trays into a baggie, and I filled the tray up again and continued there that cycle because I just used so much ice. <laughs> I like ice. I don't like ice. That's what someone would learn about me. <laughs> so I go, so you you like ice. So, so Blank would be very happy with my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's no like, shortage hey. of ice for his nipples there. No, nope. uh-uh. All the ice his nipples could want. <laughs> awesome. Oh, gosh. Now I thought I was hoping you'd have way more of my epic lines because now I have to really make decisions. Yep. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Yeah, you only had the one, the pretty parts and pretty holes. Okay. Okay. So I know what my winner is. The other ones. Okay, so my second runner-up is towards the end when May Adam sees May under the tree and she's reading, and he's like, "Hey, May," and she's like, "Hey, dude, what's up?" Hey, May. Hey, dude, what's up? Not much. What you reading about? Amputation. Is that for work? Nope. It's just for fun. <laughs> thought it was cute thought it was fun Very. totally something we would say totally um, right my first runner up is also in adam may it's their first sit down together right and they're, he's trying to like get to know this 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 person and he's like so what do you do and she's like i work at the animal hospital and i sew so what do you do may I work at the animal hospital, and I sew. Okay. Animal hospital. Some people think it's kind of gross. I love gross. Really? Hmm? Disgust me, please. (laughs) It's my fantasy to have a guy say that to me. (laughs) Um, Again, Adam is a hottie. I had that on my list, too, of reasons why Adam is a hottie. Listen to him. He's all like, I like weird. I like gross. And I'm like, hello. Hubba, hubba, and you're going to go see an Argento flick tonight? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. My winner. You know, it's all about Adam and May. I realize this now. My winner is also them. It's right after they watch the movie, and it's May's thoughts on the movie. So? What'd you think? It was sweet. It was sweet. I don't think that she could have gotten his whole finger in one bite, though. That part was kind of far-fetched. <laughs> so 
so cute. Yeah, so cute. Yeah, I think that was really funny. And again, something that we would totally say when watching a horror film. I know. Like, that whole little moment is swoon. Like, that whole little date where he's like, want to see my horror movie? And they, like, watch a horror movie together. And she's like, that was sweet. (laughs) I really love... I love the part in that... Before that scene. When... She's like, you're perfect, aren't you? And he's like, nobody's perfect. And then he's like, you want to see my room? <laughs> like, it was very like, you know, five-year-old showing their new friend their room. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, I liked it. I was um, rooting for those crazy kids. I was rooting I, for him. We knew it wasn't going to work out, though. Yeah, we knew it. We knew it. Um, can I give one more honorable mention just because I love it and I think I'm going to use it in my life? Yes. What's giving you the sad stall? What's giving you the sad stall? Yeah. I thought we had to keep that one around just on the off chance that we needed one because it's like it says doll. And I so I wrote that one down too. So I'm like, oh, we need to save that just, just in case. Oh, it'll definitely make its way into the rotation. Don't worry. Because <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and when any of us are having a sad day, yes, we'll use that line. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Great lines, guys. Guys, Jamie. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about our acting. I know every face in here. I got a respect for the unknown actor. I really loved our cast. What about you? Oh, the cast is really fun on this. Yeah, I just, I love it. And I love the characters and... It was perfectly cast. It really was. Um, so, starting off with our star, Miss Angela Bettis playing May. She's so terrific um, in everything she's ever done. I love her so much. Yeah, she's awesome. And no one does awkward as good as Angela does. She's like perfect for it. She's perfect awkward. Um, And God, she's so damn pretty. She really is. She's gorgeous. Yep. Um, Favorite Angela roles for you? Okay. I mean, you know, honestly, like, I always think of her first from this, like, big time, um, just because she's such a prevalent person in this. Mm -hmm. Um, I also enjoyed The Woman, which is another one by Lucky. Um. She was a voice in the woods. I love the woods. I still think we should be that one. Oh, totally. Yeah, really, really like that one. And then she's also in Girl Interrupted, and I'm a huge yeah. Girl Interrupted fan, so I had to include that one as well. I love her in Girl Interrupted. She is my spirit animal. When mm-hmm. she collapses on the floor and says 74 is the perfect weight. Yes. That's, that's my girl, or, or 72, or whatever the 70 number was, as she said. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Same, yeah. Been there, done that uh, scene. So, love that. Um, she was also in Lucky's Roman. She was also in Lucky's episode of Masters of Horror. You've seen that one? I have not. Uh, the Toolbox Murders remake? I have not seen that. Mm-mm. I like her version better than the original. Okay, I do. Um, and again, I talk about this all the time. Carrie, two thousand two. Yeah, I haven't seen that. You got to. I love it. Again, Carrie's supposed to be a very awkward person, right? And no one does awkward like her. She's so good. 
Yeah, I can see you're doing well at that. Yeah. Now, that version is actually it's really long. It's a little bit too long for my liking. Was it like but, multi-episodes? No, it was just really long. It was gotcha. like a three-hour event with commercials. So without commercials, two and a half, two fifteen, something like that. You know, it was a long one. Um, it's a Stephen King, so you would think that it would yeah. be a two-night event, but it wasn't. I saw it all in one yeah. go, first run, and it was long. Um, but she was so good in it, and it was just such a good, good, good movie. Um, I think the first thing I always think of her in is Girl Interrupted and Carrie. Definitely think of her in this first. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Sisto. Whoop, whoop. Our Adam. <sighs> so hot. I'm, I'm giving you the floor for some Adam talk. Okay, sure. Um, he was, uh, he was in Six Feet Under, and I loved that show. And I mean, like, he was a pretty good-sized character in that. He's in, like, probably, like, 30-plus episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really liked that one. Wrong Turn, 13. I don't know if you ever saw 13, but I love 13. And he's I own that. it. <laughs> yes, I love 13. Um, the Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. I saw that, too. It's, like, a drama. I'm okay. pretty sure it, I'm pretty sure Argento's daughter is in that. I might be wrong. Might be Asia in that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I mention? I don't That's know. That's a fun. Ever... That would be a fun little like tie-in if it was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I just can't remember a hundred percent. I might be thinking of this other movie with her that has a really long name as well. Right. So I'm not sure, folks. Um, and then he was also in this. I kind of remember it. It was like a. I think a mini series of Stephen King one, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Do you remember yeah. that? Okay. Yep. Um, so let's talk about Nightmares and Dreamscapes. I own the mini series of, of movies on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the book. That was the first time I tried to read a Stephen King book. Okay. Ever when I was ten, and I did not accomplish it because the book is seriously about three inches thick that's a stephen king book they're yeah well they can be on the thick side yes it's also an anthology of shorter Mm -hmm. stories so that works so that's why i was able to read some of it and get through it um on some of those short stories so i have very fond memories with nightmares and dreamscapes because it was the first time i attempted to read a stephen king and honestly it started my love affair with stephen king oh nice that being said i have not seen his segment in that movie yeah, it's been a while, um, so it's like I vaguely remember it, like vaguely, yep. um, but I vaguely remember him from it. Um, I think that's about all that I wrote down, um, but yeah, I thought he was like a total, total dreamboat in this one, and I have seen him in some other things too, but those were like the main ones. So I have all the things that you just mentioned. Um, I have a couple more. So I really suggest you watch Population 436 if you haven't seen it. I haven't. I've seen the cover like many times, so you should watch it. Super creepy. It's nice. a mystery. It's a it's a thriller. It's um it's really really creepy, and I think you would like it. It's nice. right up your alley. Um, awesome. It is the slow burn, and again, it's a mystery. So you're always always trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. It has very Wicker Man feels to it. Oh, nice. I love Wicker Man. Right. Mm-hmm. So. It's not the same, but it has that sort of feeling to it. So there is that. And the other one I need to talk about is a a short 
that I accidentally found on YouTube when Michael Bailey Smith was showing me some of his reels on YouTube. You know, it automatically, YouTube will kick you over to other things similar, Mm -hmm. right? It automatically kicked me over to this short film that Michael was also in called Inside. It's five minutes long. And I'm watching it. And Jeremy's the star. And then this guy pops up into it. And I'm like, I know him. It's Matt Nolan from, well, he was our guest on our episode that we did with Tori, the Sometimes They Come Back episode, because he was in Sometimes They Come Back, okay, early on into the show. We, we talked to him, and we broke down that movie. So I was like, I know him. That's Matt. That's Matt. <laughs> you nice. know? So, and apparently he was friends with Jeremy Sisto, and he got him to do that short. He's like, I'm surprised he did it, but he did it. <laughs> so the short called inside guys it is so good it's really well made it's super creepy i mean it's five minutes long and not a minute of that is wasted it's so nice yeah definitely check it out guys it's 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 really really it's really powerful it's really powerful Nice. I'll definitely check it out. If he's in it, like, too, like, count me in. I just had, like, another, like... so good in it, too. He's so, so good. I just had another, like, happy, like, Adam thought in my head, so I feel good about that. Um, I love his voice. I don't think I've mentioned that yet, but he has such a dreamy voice. Yep. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, it's true. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's dreamy. so true. Yeah, guys, population 436. Check it out. It's so nice. Definitely check it out. Um, Anna Ferris plays Polly. Oh, no, wait, one more. Clueless, hello, Clueless. Oh, yeah, I wrote that on my list, too, actually. Clueless. He's how did Suicide I miss Kings that? Too. Yeah, Who did I, how did I miss Clueless? That was so yeah, early same. on. It's, a, it's the last one on my list, but I do have same. Clueless on here, too. I totally forgot. Like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Now we can talk about Miss Anna playing Polly. <laughs> All right. Favorite Anna roles for you? Oh, I love Anna Ferris. I've always thought she was so cute and so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I love her in the scary, mo- scary movie movies. Like, she's so great in it. I, Yeah, I, I love her in those. Um, and then I also really love um, Just Friends. Uh, it's so funny. And it's, it's so, so good. cute. It's she's so bonkers. Cute. Oh, and I love her in it for that. Um, I love her songs. Like, she's so great. <laughs> um, and then she's also in a pretty fun, like, stoner movie called Smiley Face. Um, okay. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but it's really cute. And she just plays a total stoner in it, and I love it. So, love this girl. <laughs> How about the house bunny? Oh, yeah, the house bunny's really cute, too, and pretty fun. So, I like that one, too. Okay, I have one more. And it's really hard to find. I tried to find it because I'd forgotten about it and I wanted to watch it again. It's from the late 90s at some point. It's called Lover's Lane. It's a thriller. Oh, I've never seen it. It's good. It's it's so good. And it's so good. I saw it when it first came out and I haven't seen it since. And I was like, oh, wow, I love that movie. So I tried to find it. And I couldn't find it. So I'm on a hunt for Lover's Lane. From okay. the late 90s. I think it was 99, 98, something like that. Good to um, know. I'll keep my eyes up open for it, too. Yeah. it's That was a lot of fun. So she was in that one as well. So early mm-hmm. horror roots there. Good. Yeah. Okay. 
So before I knew his name, I called him Mohawk Victim Number Two, Number One. There we go. Yep. Which is, of course, our James Duvall. All right. Um, I have it here. We did talk about him in The Clown at Midnight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's probably also when we start talking about May. <laughs> right. Uh, Donnie Darko. Yep, of course. And I haven't seen this, but based on the title, I have to. Is it Amityville Karen? Amityville Karen. (laughs) Same, same. I haven't seen it, but I had to write it down. (laughs) I gotta see this movie, dude. (laughs) Me too. Oh, I'm so glad we both haven't seen it, but both notated it. (laughs) If we can find it, maybe that should be one of our blind watches for this show. Oh my god. Okay, well, first thing I'm doing after we get off this recording is seeing if it's available anywhere, because that looks so... Oh, yeah, I wrote it down, too. Um, yep. you, you can't unsee that title. You can't nope. unsee it. It's gonna, like, haunt me and, like, haunt my dreams until we see it, so... It is. So, okay, you heard it here. We are going to be covering Amityville Karen at some point in the near future. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. As long as we can find it. <laughs> Let me speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything for you else on James? Oh, yeah. Um, he's in Go, um, which I oh, really yeah. loved. Yeah. I forgot about Go. Movie. Yeah. Um, and then also SLC Punk, one of my favorites. Um adore 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 that movie that's one of those movies that i love and rewatch a lot i just can't watch like the end like there's a sadness at the end and i i can't i can't um like i can't but matthew lillard is in that too anyway love that one so much um okay just those just those two there you go to add nicole hiltz plays ambrosia so i've only seen her in two things the Masters of Horror, the same episode that Angela's in, the Lucky McGee episode, obviously, because mm-hmm. he likes her. And then uh, this television show that I was just talking about with Clark for a brief second, because um, Clark told me I needed to watch Teen Wolf on Hulu, the show. And so I started watching Teen Wolf on Hulu. And then I saw that Hulu had this show, The Riches. Oh, I've never seen it. It was pretty short-lived. It came out right before I moved here. Kind of remember. Mm-hmm. I was addicted. Yeah, so I was very excited, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're right. She was in the riches." Because I was obsessed with that show. It made me so happy, and it made me laugh so hard. I love that show. So there was that. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, she's been in some things I've seen, but she was pretty small parts in them. You know, so it's like I can't can't remember her from them but she was in gold member she's in an episode of buffy which i kind of remember since i saw the episode name and i'm like oh, i remember her in that okay mm-hmm. um she was in shallow Hell and uh dude where's my car as well i've seen all of those but again she's not a huge part i don't even think she has like a character name in mm-hmm. a couple of those so i don't 100 percent remember her specifically from them right but she's in them i've only seen those ones once when they first came out. So yeah. I honestly don't remember much about them at all in general, mm-hmm. let alone the cast. <clears throat> Kevin Gage plays May's dad. So I know this guy from the Fear Clinic movie, not the web series. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Laid to Rest. Yep, I recognize that. 
Have you seen Strangeland? No, but I've been wanting to. That cover, I've seen that cover for years and years and always thought it was so creepy. And I've always been interested in it and I've never seen it. That was when in the movie store, I remember passing it and being like, oh, that looks scary. <laughs> I never picked it up, but I want to. It's really good. It's really yeah, sad and it looks awesome cool. and creepy and visceral. And anyway, he's in that. They they use his name a lot for his characters. His name is Kevin Gage. In Fear Clinic, his character name was Gage. In Strangeland, his character name was Mike Gage. Oh. So they just love his name. Um, and I thought about you, the Burbs. Oh, yeah. I love the Burbs. <laughs> I know, right? I love the Burbs. Anything for Kevin Gage for you? That was it. Like, the uh, just the burbs and laid to rest is pretty much what I wrote down. Awesome. Yeah, we should do Strangeland, too, since you've never yeah, seen I'd it. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I've been been looking at it for years, so. <laughs> right. That was a free movie I got. I bought Devil's Rejects in, at Walmart, and it was, like, a twofer. It, it came in, like, shrink wrap at the back of Devil's Rejects. So it's like, oh, what's oh. this free movie I got here with my movie? <laughs> And it nice. was not bad for a free movie. I was very excited. Okay. Oh, Merle Kennedy plays May's mom. Mm-hmm. Mm. I saw her in this movie and I said, I know her. Where do I know her from? But she had dark hair. I'm pretty sure she had dark hair. What was it? Night of the Demons Part 2. Yeah. Um, she's also in Leprechaun 3. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But she had much, a much bigger part in Night of the Demons Part 2 because she was yeah. the lead. And I was like, how do – I feel like it was dark hair, but I didn't remember. But then there's that – oh, and then Doll Man. I have never seen Doll Man. It's a full moon. Cool. It's um, it's not horror. It's more of an action sci-fi. Okay. But it's a lot of fun. It's cute. Um, May was – Meryl's second to last role so I wonder what she ended up doing after this yeah mm -hmm. anything for you on Meryl um, other than what we just mentioned not really um, okay. you know she was in Bubble Boy and Perfect Storm but I haven't seen those in a really long time so mm -hmm. I'm like eh, I saw Perfect Storm like once and it's been a while since I've seen Bubble Boy so right all right the character of Hoop I can't pronounce this girl's last name first name Nora Second name, Zetner maybe. That's what we'll go with. Zetner. Zetner, yeah. Zet, because <laughs> there's the E H E. Mm -hmm. You know, I I suck at names, guys. Sorry. Anyhow, the only other thing I remember her from was her little arc in Heroes. Okay, I never watched that show, but uh, she was in the Brothers Bloom and Brick, uh, which I really liked. Had like this gumshoe kind of like vibe feel to it, but it was like a high school movie. It was oh, cool. Cute. Mm -hmm. cute. Awesome. Let's see here. Oh. I didn't Adam's... write anybody else down, but. Oh, okay. I have a couple more then. Adam's roommate, Chris, played by Will Estes. Okay, so Will was one of the lead characters in the show American Dreams. Okay. Which we all know I was obsessed with. Mm -hmm. He has currently has 12 years on Blue Bloods. Wow. Which is not a show that I purposely sit down and watch, but it's always playing at the dentist's office when I go. Oh, so, go. so I always watch it when I'm in the chair for an hour or two. Right? Mm -hmm. And, he, yeah, he was in that Danielle Harris episode we watched the Diagnosis Murder. 
Nice. Okay. Yeah. Bringing it back. Right. So there was that when you're like, oh, she's trifling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was trifling. Right. <laughs> but I think most people will know him from Blue Bloods just because he's been on it and still is, as far as I know, for so long. Yeah. It's been 12 well, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A child. 12 years. It's almost a teenager. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The character of Distraught Man in Vet's Office, played by Brett Roberts. I wrote him down because he was in The Perfect Husband, he was in Delirium, and he was in The Night Stalker. He played Richard Ramirez, and he was really good. Okay. Cool. He was also in a show that was on around the same time that The Riches was on. I think it came on right after, called Dirt with Courtney Cox. So because I watched The Riches, I also watched Dirt. (laughs) You know how they do that. Yeah. Uh, That's all I really have for our cast. There were a few more other uh, actors and characters that I didn't know anything about. But I did have a couple of random notes. And I just said that while I was thinking about it, the characters, they're all in this movie. They're all very, very awkward in their own way. At some point, and... They make you kind of uneasy. Obviously, May is the most awkward character of them all. In, like, every scene, she's more awkward than the next, almost. But all the characters have a little quirk to them, and I love it. Yeah, because, like, Polly's super quirky, right? Because she's, like, she's a weirdo, and she's kind of ditzy, and I love her for that. And then she's, like, she totally wants me, and then she's, like, has the hot chick inversion. She's, like, I gotta hit this, you know, I gotta (laughs) hit this. And it's, like, okay, you're jealous, I'm sorry. But um, I love her. And then, again, going back to my Adam, like, love fest, um, I think he's, like... He's such a good dude because he's like hot and he's into the fact that she's weird and he's like very gentle with her. He kind of like guides her hands when she's like her hands are all flailing about when they're like yep. doing it. And he's like, you know, relaxed kind of or like chill. You know, you got this. Like he's very like supportive. Like I think he gave her, I think he was the best guy for her to like interact with in this mm-hmm. way because he tried. But mm-hmm. I mean. I understand why he was like, okay, you bit me. And like, this is really uncomfortable. And like, I gotta leave. Yeah. I understand. You were really good to her though. Yeah. (laughs) So this was really fun because Adam is a character. He's like so intrigued with May. And it's almost like he knows he needs to walk away, but he also feels the need to try to figure out this person. Yes, he is. He's intrigued. Like, he can't can't stop thinking about her, even though it's not all positive, because he's like, okay, this is obviously a little dangerous. Like, she's a little unhinged. She bit me. She's a little off. She thinks my movie was really what I am. Yeah, (laughs) Because she bit him because the movie was about cannibalism. And he's like, no, it's a movie, dude. Um, But, Yeah. yeah, he can't stop thinking of her regardless. Yeah. It's so strange. It's like he feels like he needs to walk away, but he can't quite walk away he just wants to keep trying to crack the puzzle yeah and i love it he wants that strange girl he wants that strange girl he doesn't quite understand it and he's interested in that right can we also give while we're talking about this topic the subject a very quick shout out to the film in the film jack and jill oh yeah it's great 
Mm-hmm. It's so good. The film itself it has credited of um, a film by Chris Silverstone, makeup by Zach Casero. Jack is played by Jesse Hublick. Said that wrong. I know that's correct. And then Jill is Jennifer Lynn Grant. And I just wanted to throw that out there because it's 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 such a small part of the characters of the movie, but I love it. It's my favorite part of the entire movie. It's really great. And like I said, oh my God, I would be so like I'd swoon, you know, if that was the that was the movie that my guy that I was seeing was like, Oh yeah, I did make a horror movie just so we want to see and I'd be like, uh, I'm in love with you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's so good. So, so, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the people who made the movie in the movie. Yeah. It's great. Great. Okay. Cinematography. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. The cinematographer for this one is Steve Yedlin. He did Knives Out. He did Star Wars 8. He did The Toolbox Murders. And he did The Carry from 2013, among other things. Okay. So, he's done some stuff. What are your thoughts on cinematography? You know, this one I didn't, uh, you know, there wasn't as many, like, standout scenes as I have in some of the other ones. Um, But I will say, like, there were multiple, like, little montages that I really like how they put them together. Like, there's a couple, there's, like, a sewing montage. There's the montage when she's, like, dolling herself up. Uh Uh-huh. I liked that a lot. Um, And I will say, I like how the whole scene was shot a lot when she's um, in the shower with the phone and the cats on the dead cats in the tub. And she's like talking to him back and forth. And, you know, you kind of see the wall. And I just like how that whole scene was put together. But overall, um, nothing too stand out. But I mean, I thought it looked it looked good. It definitely had an early 2000s kind of feel to it somehow. Yep. Absolutely. I loved, again, the, the short film in general. I thought it was a very sweet cannibal lovemaking scene. I enjoyed it. Um, I really loved this one scene. It's um when she's murdering uh blank, I believe it is, and she's they're throwing like these memory cuts. Oh no, it's when she's murdering someone else and she's remembering murdering blank. I don't remember what I wrote. Oh, uh-huh. I don't understand I basically don't understand what I was trying to say in my notes. But there was a memory montage during a murder, a point, apparently. I kind of remember that, yeah. That I really liked. So, sorry, that was really confusing. I have no idea what I was trying to say. <laughs> but I liked it. I really loved the sewing together montage. Mm-hmm. There were some good montages in there. There were. There were, like, multiple really fun montages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. And I love the... The cinematography in the moment when she starts to compartmentalize people's body parts and she's only looking at certain parts of them and not of them as a whole. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I love that she fashions herself after the Susie doll. And we talked about how the Susie doll is deteriorating along with her mental state. I really like that. Yeah. I did also really like the... Um... Oh, just the whole scene with the blind kids, um, you know, when they, like, pull down the box and, like, Mm -hmm. the way it's all very, like, chaotic and stressful. Mm -hmm. And then there's all the glass on the ground and they're crawling around. The kids are. And, like, it's, yeah, it's like a nightmare moment. And it's really, really great. And, um, again, I mentioned it before, but Sexy Hands montage. 
All right. Love them sexy hands. They just keep showing them all throughout the movie. The cinematography around the hands is great. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's all true. You know, good. there is a theory on the internet that I read when I was read, trying to read about this movie that, that ki- the kids crawling around in glass scene is possibly a dream sequence. Yeah, I read that too, or that it was a hallucination mm-hmm. um, or something like that because her eyes are all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I read but that too. It does make sense because, yeah. because, so, as a child, you cut yourself, you don't keep rolling around in the glass, you kind of stop and go, ow, that hurts. <laughs> you know, you that that's not how that happens. So, yeah. Okay. Special effects. Whoa, look at this technology. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, you know, I only had one effects note, and that is body horror galore. Which I love. I love me some body horror. I love, you know, I mean, it's honestly like a take on Frankenstein in some ways. You know, she's making a person out of other people. I always love when somebody's making a new person out of other people. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I will say uh, some of the other things I noted with special effects. I like how it pretty much like opens on her like stabbing herself in the eye. I'm pretty sure it opens on that. And so you're like, oh, whoa. And then it comes back to that. Um, I liked all the doll parts that were laying around. Maybe not special effect, maybe more of a prop thing, but I like that. Um, let's see. I like the blind kids crawling around the glass, like I said. And I love the doll, the doll that she makes, the person she makes at the end. Just yeah. love, love how that looks. Her human doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. And awesome. the blood is the blood is pretty good throughout. Like when the blood happens, the blood is pretty good. Um, you know, like when the blood mixes with the milk. Like I said, <laughs> that's true. All right, music. 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 <sighs> Oh, I definitely have a note on this. Oh, please. Okay, so one of my favorite female vocalists, um, female musicians, I should say, um, is featured on this soundtrack multiple times. And I knew really? her right away because I've seen them. Um, the Breeders, there's a couple songs by The Breeders. I love me some Kim Deal. I love the Pixies. Like, oh, my God. Um, also, her twin sister, Kelly, who is in The Breeders with her. I also saw that... Her project is uh, credited in the soundtrack, too, which is just the Kelly Deal something or other. Um, And that's Kim's twin sister, and they're in the Breeders together. Um, So there's four songs in total, two by the Breeders and then two by Kelly. Um, So I love love Kim. I saw the Breeders. I wish I could have seen the Pixies. I haven't, but um, I did see the Breeders, and they were great. And so I heard them right away. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Breeders. Um, So, yeah. Shout out to Kim. <laughs> hey. That's great. I didn't have too many notes on the actual songs in this one, but I did have a note on the super creepy child chorus of La La's when they bathed in glass. That was pretty awesome. It was good. I like the music boxy sounds that are yeah. kind of throughout the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, again, going back to the short film, Hanky Panky by Tommy James and the Shondells. Hello. Great music. Yep, it was love awesome. it. Love mm-hmm. that song. Love it. And um, yeah, I think 
and and like my other main note on the music was very like folk music kind of jewel esque in sound. Um, but yeah, so and our composer for this one was James Luckett, and he also did Roman his episode of Masters of Horror and ABCs of Death, and also there was a credit that said additional performers Angela Bettis so I wonder what she participated in hmm, interesting in what part she did that would be interesting to know yeah yep all right that's all I have on music anything else for you that was it for me great. other than the shattering glass not really music but like a sound, sound effect mm-hmm. yeah it was great we already talked about it but that was amazing it's the sound that gives me goosebumps mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay, aging. God, I look 20 years old. This movie is 20 years old this year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 20. Uh, this has a very, like, 2000s, early 2000s feel to it, but I love it before that. Yeah, because I was going to say, you know, I was, I was thinking about aging, and I'm like, there's not anything, like, like super telling technology wise or that I can think of nothing like super telling that screams like this is really early 20- 2000s but the overall look of it the says feel. 2000s mm-hmm. yeah just just look and the feel of it is very early 2000s I can't pinpoint it exactly right. but something about it yep agreed okay twist it's too late Kruger I know the secret now. Alrighty. What do you have? Do you have any list of twists? Usually I'm so good with twists. I haven't been lately, but I didn't really have any twists in this one. I feel like it was pretty, like, pretty up and up in front. And, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't very twisty, in my opinion, but did you find any? Kinda. Uh, they're not huge. Um, and again, it all is kind of pretty in in your face and you kind of discover it as it's going along yeah but i did say that may does accomplish her perfect jigsaw person except for the eyes wah wah so sad that moment that moment when she realizes she's missing eyes is so sad and it makes me sad and it's a really weird like type of sadness it's like oh she's crazy but but i feel her pain yeah, because she was so close. And then it's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, her whole eyes, that's a whole thing that's been a huge part of her life ever mm-hmm. since the beginning mm-hmm. because she has the lazy eye. So she, her eye has always been kind of like this sticking point for her. And then the fact that it's the eyes that she's missing at the end, it's like, oh, bringing it back to her eye trauma. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, right. Yeah, it made me sad. It was just like, oh... Oh, girl. So close. I'm sorry. Oh, girl. Yeah. And then I said... Oh, I I don't know if this is twist, but it really doesn't fit anywhere else. That May is taking the steps um, to try to fit in to it with society and with other people. But then she finally decides that to stop doing that and make them fit into her life instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I like that, too. I don't know if that's a twist, but I like it. I like it, too. Yeah. It is kind of a twist in, in her personality because you don't really see that coming. Yeah. She, she's trying so hard to, to be part of everyone else. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. 
I'm gonna be me. My creepy little self over here. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Yep. Do your creepy thing, girl. <laughs> Pacing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Oh, girl. I think the timeline of events and the unraveling and how this movie just pulls you in and and you like the characters and you want to know more about the characters. And we as spectators, like, we need to watch to see what happens, even though we know it's a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect how they play it out. Yeah, I mean, it's a slow burn in a lot of ways because, you know, the killing doesn't come till the end, right? But, like, right. it's not it's not the type of movie that you ever kind of, like, lose interest in or... I was never sitting there like, all right, kill somebody already. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I watch a movie, because I like Soul Burns, don't get me wrong, I watch some where it is like, it is like a long, long ride, and I like it. But sometimes I watch a movie and I'm like, okay, just kill somebody already, like give me blood. Um, but this one I wasn't like that because the characters are so interesting. Just seeing like the relationship that's kind of unfolding between May and Adam, and even like when Polly brings her whole thing into it. You never really feel that way. So I thought the pacing was great on this, too. Really liked it. I like how it built up. I like it, too. I like it, too. Okay. Um, and I love, again, it's like watching a train wreck. We we know that whatever is going to happen, it's really not going to be good. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like I it's- said, Adam is a really sweet guy, and he was the best type of guy for her to, like, try to date or try to you know kind of start something with but yeah i knew that it wasn't gonna go well for him or anybody or his beautiful hands i mean i guess his hands turned out pretty good because they're still around and they're like you know front and center on the stall but anyway (laughs) i knew it wasn't gonna be good for adam right scary (laughs) (laughs) we are laughing this movie doesn't have any real big jump scares but it is pretty creepy yeah, it's it's um I think like a good word for it would be like unsettling. Um, yeah, I, I th- you know um unnerved. Um, like you said, there's something uncomfortable a lot of about a lot of the characters. So it's like uncomfortable, awkward. Mm-hmm. Again, unhinged. There's mm-hmm. an unhinged kind of feeling to it. Not scary, but uncomfortable at times. Yep. And you know what I really loved also? I don't know. Maybe this should have been the cinematography. I'm a little bit of everywhere on my notes here. I love that this is a movie that explores insanity from her side, the victim's side, her POV. Um, Instead of a lot of times when we're looking at characters go crazy, we're looking at other people looking at them. We're with the outsiders looking in. But no, we're seeing it from her eyes, and that's also unsettling. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't help but like like May in mm-hmm. some ways. I mean, she is our she is our main character. We're we're along her journey, like you said. Uh, you like the girl? She's kind of messed up in the head, and she's like taking people's body parts and shit. But you can't help but kind of like her still. Agreed. Story. Tell us the story. What story? Yours. It's so damn tragic. It is. Fun take on a Frankenstein monster, like I said. Um, I like the awkward girl kind of storyline. Yeah. Uh, she's not a, May is not a bad person. 
she's just crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, she takes some victims in her madness. Um, I love the story because it's like, I don't even know how to phrase this. It's like, it's about pulling somebody apart and taking the pieces that matter, like literally, physically taking the pieces that matter. So, yeah, it's fun. Okay. Movie. There's a lot of fucks in this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um... What do you think? What's your what's your movie rating on this one? You know, this one is uh, so. Like I said, I always really loved this movie. Um, I watched it around the time it came out. I do have nostalgia for it since I saw it right around the time it came out. You know, one of my really good friends recommended it to me. I was an awkward high school girl myself when I first saw it, so I definitely related to the weirdness of it. Um, that being said, um, it's not one that I pick up too often. I, it's not like one of my favorite favorites. It's solid for me, big time. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to give this one a seven and, um, you know, one of Adam's hands. Aww. Just like a yeah. seven and a half. I'm, this movie is a, this is a tough movie for me. Um, I myself am going through some terrible heartbreak right now and some rejection feelings right now. So I, and this all happened, these feelings happened, like, after we decided to do this movie. So I'm doing my homework, like, weeping. Yeah. Yeah, so I was not in the right mental state to be able to watch and enjoy this movie. I understand. Because it upset me. So at the moment, I'm giving it, like, a four. It's a good movie, but I couldn't enjoy it. Because I felt so much like me in the rejection process of it all. Before breaking this down, I pr- and before being so upset in my personal life, I probably maybe would have given it like a five six, which is not a bad rating. That's that's a movie I'll watch like once a year type movie, right? Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but right now in my current frame of mind, we're we're going with a four just because it was like I just can't. I get that totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's yeah. good. It's well made. It's. A lot of body horror. It's really visceral and it's really sad. So if that's the kind of thing that you're going for and in the mood for, please give this one a go. Yeah, and you know, I thought it was. I think it's unique. You know, oh, it's it, very it's unique. A, it's a little different, and, and mm-hmm. I, I think it's like a cool perspective that they're trying to, and and they do a good job of it. That um, they they basically look at things from a good, an interesting perspective. Um, she's not. May is somebody I think most of us girls can relate to in some way or another. Um, she's kind of like an extreme version of it, but yeah. I think we can all kind of relate to May. Mm-hmm. She's not perfect, um, you know. So it's it's nice to kind of see perspective like hers kind of explored. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's never really like judgmental of May. You know, mm-hmm. um, she is the way that she is, and it's not good. You know, to mm-hmm. pull people and sew them into a doll, a big dolly. Um, but, um, there's no judgment in the movie. Like sometimes you watch a character go crazy and it's kind of like, you're almost, the movie's kind of like laughing at them almost sometimes. This is not that kind of movie. Like you're on her journey, like genuinely with her and it's Mm -hmm. like without judgment. So I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like the, the timing, this was not a good movie for, for me to pick this week at all. 
I was like, Sorry, girl. I was like, this was a bad choice, but how was I supposed to know the events that were about to unfold days right. later? So, yeah. Okay. Fun facts. That's the fact, Jack! That's the fact, Jack! <laughs> All right. I have a few. We've already kind of talked about some of the stuff, which I just sprinkled in throughout the episode. But... The teenage girl who asks May got any cold ones in there and stressed as a zombie. She was in All Cheerleaders Must Die. Fun. Or All Cheerleaders Die, whatever it's called. Um, and originally, the film opened with a really lengthy introduction with May as a child, but they cut that way down, obviously, for pacing. And I think I like their decision for this one best. I, I agree. Yeah, we got just enough backstory to to understand where she came from um, without having to over-explain it all. Agreed. Um, Although this was unsuccessful in our box office, it received favorable reviews and is now considered a cult classic. Yeah, that's fine. Apparently, Lucky McGee was the man in the elevator with his girlfriend. I read that. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> right? Uh, and let's take um, a body count, huh? a body part count. May's creation consists of Adam's hands, Blank's torsos and arms, Polly's neck, Ambrosia's beautiful gams, legs, stems. <laughs> and... Susie the doll's eyes until May decides to take one of her own eyes so she can see. Yeah. Aww. Right. Um, and last but not least, uh, May says she likes Blank's tattoo and his tattoo is Frankenstein and she basically Frankensteined her own little monster together. I thought that was pretty cute. A pretty yeah. cute touch that he had a Frankenstein tattoo and he was yeah. the first, you know, place she got parts from. <laughs> There's three taglines. Do you want to hear a tagline or two? Yes, please. All right. Jamie's taglines. Taglines. I love taglines. I think it's like, oh my God, I think they're so fun. I write taglines in my head head for things all the time. Like I come up with movie ideas in my head sometimes. I don't know if you guys do this. Like I had one recently called Spud Gun that I came up with. And it's a guy... (laughs) It's a maniac fry cook who, like, goes on a rampage, and he has a spud gun that he's using that shoots potatoes, you know? And my tagline was, revenge is best served mashed. (laughs) Anyway, I love taglines, y'all. Okay, so... That's the the writer in you. That's the journalist in you. I I love it. I write taglines. I'm available, by the way, if anyone's interested. Okay, Um, so main taglines. There are no good holes, just parts. Okay. This one is my favorite, I think. If you can't find a friend, make one. Uh-huh. And be careful. She just might take your heart. Which, she doesn't really take anybody's heart, so I think that one's kind of lame. But... No. Yeah, because she didn't focus on organs. She focused on outside like, yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like your favorite, too. If you can't find a friend, make one. Yep. <laughs> Oh, golly. It is time for shout-outs. 
All right. First and foremost, we need to shout out our Patreons, Mike, Daryl, and John. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> oh, guys. Yo, you guys. You're the best. We love you. So awesome. So I always awesome. Love, like, I'm always, like, love to see what movies you guys are, like, posting about mm-hmm. or, like, what kind of things you're doing. Not in a creepy stalkery way, I promise, but... <laughs> it's true it's true especially like john's always hitting up random conventions a little day here a little day there and seeing his convention adventures and usually sporting a dolls of horror t-shirt it's while doing pretty so cool. mm-hmm. pretty damn cool man yep yeah you guys rock rock so hard and of course all of our listeners rock as well not oh, just yeah. those three um but those are the three that give us money <laughs> So, extra rocking points. We really appreciate, you know, the the little bit of of monies that helps us with just the cost of producing this show and using Mm -hmm. the platform that we use and all that. That really helps. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, next artist, Clark. So, what are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually. At time of recording, Clark is working on a hollow man piece for us. Oh, I can't wait to see what he does with that. Holy shit. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. He says, I'm really, he told me, he's like, I'm really excited. I think I got, I think I'm onto something good. Oh my God. I got the Adam, Adam excitement. And then I got the Clark excitement. How can we, how, how can we contain all this excitement? We're just counting the There's so much excitement. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so excited about that. Me too. Me too. Uh, David O'Hanlon, resident author, Babysitter Massacre. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special. Just told you what it's about. It's about a babysitter massacre. Yeah. I mean, how can you beat that? It's hard to. You can't. It's hard to beat that, man. Mm-mm. We love you, man. Jeff, and definitely check out the rest of his books, too, because he has more than one out there, and they're mm-hmm. great. And he has audiobooks too, so if you don't feel like sitting down and reading the words, because as Jamie said, she creates words all day and she just has a hard time sometimes focusing on making more words happen in her brain, you can sit yeah. down and listen to them. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we need to shout out producer Jesse and bring him on. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Jesse. Fancy seeing you here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Come here often? Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, whenever I can. <laughs> do, do podcasts often, do you? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have not, uh, I did not have the pleasure of seeing May before um, taking these lines, but um, I absolutely, like, echo the, like, empathy pains with some of her, like, awkwardness and stuff like that. There were times where, like, it was otherwise, like, couched in a, like, big dramatic scene, but, like, just her, oh, it was the, um... The freezer scene when when she was like, "Can we be best friends?" Because you've seen this on my freezer, and it's like I understand like what they were going for. Like, yeah, we're just we're trying to show you that she's like messed up, and he's going to like revolt against her. But like that whole time, even though like what she did was messed up, I was like, "Oh!" Like it was just like the I I felt so like like my heart was just hurting when she said that because like I absolutely like like not that I like keep bodies in my freezer. Please don't check my freezer. Um, but. Um, <laughs> But it, I just totally like echoed that pain. So yeah, it was just that yeah. awkwardness. I, I felt it so many times in my life in the past. So yeah, but anyway. Um. Well, like what we said, this is like a very 
relatable feeling of a movie. You, not to the extreme, of course, that May goes to, but, you know, we all have these inner feelings, I think, sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody can, like, mistake, like, social cues and stuff, right? Where it's like... I don't understand. I don't I'm not I don't know if I'm reading this social cue right, you know? So it's like it comes down to that a lot of the time for her. She just didn't really have the opportunity to like learn like what good social cues were. Her best friend was a doll and she couldn't mm-hmm. even take her out of her cage to, mm-hmm. you know, or glass case or whatever to like cage. play with her yeah. or, or touch her yeah. even. She even says, I need a friend that I can hold, you know? Yeah. Um so she just hasn't really had that opportunity and who knows how different her life or she might have been if she had been able to like have a little bit more comfort and touch and just like love mm-hmm. and like social interactions with people and instead of her doll. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, no, it's um it's definitely um it's got that relatability, especially for um, you know, three introverts like ourselves and so that the the inner the inner awkwardness of the um of the times when yeah you just have to um like bottle the 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 pain inside you know for the moment because that's just how you get through it yeah no it's uh yeah that would that that hit very close to home um so yeah Mm -hmm. totally on um on that skill so yeah i'm gonna have to like check out the entirety of it um since i have access to it and uh on tubi and everything but uh yeah but yeah no it was definitely a good one um i when i saw the notes from summer um that that was the one they were doing because that's when i find out so I'm like oh we're doing made today yeah. <laughs> um so um but yeah then i checked it out i'm like oh, okay i'm gonna have to check this movie out because again like talking about the cast you know it's uh definitely one mm-hmm. i'll have to uh check out uh based on especially just Based on this, I uh, listeners, just so you know, like there are, there are several times when there are uh, episodes when they talk about that just through the uh, discussion of the episode, like makes me intrigued to watch the uh, the movie be- just because of because um, I probably wouldn't give it at the time of day if I didn't like get the inside look on it. But just saying, mm-hmm. I hope that so my point is, I hope that works for you as well, um, because, you know, that's that's why we do these episodes and a special yeah. thanks. To all of you listeners out there for all of your tremendous support. And just to point out that all of our Dolls of Horror goodness can be found at thedollsofhorror.com, including episodes, interviews, and merchandise. Our online store is in the process of getting updated with some new items that we'll be revealing soon enough on the social media, so please keep your eye out. And speaking of the social medias, you can follow us on the Facebook and Instagram at the Dolls of Horror and Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email or want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback, or even some movie suggestions, you can at the Dolls of Horror at yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that it can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at the Dolls of Horror where you can access our entire back catalog where we have upwards of several unaired episodes at any given time when everything is running totally smoothly and up to date. And in addition, you'll get a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt in the style of your choice, which you can check out on our website or simply follow the link in the description. Thank you, Jesse. You know Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we've been a little bit behind on our backlog of episodes. But but we're working on getting them back up. So be patient with us. It's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. All right? We're we're getting them back in there. Okay. Um. I mean, that's all I have on this one. I'm done. Are you guys done? I'm done. You done? All right. So with that, I'm Summer. I'm Jamie, dreaming of Adam's hands. <gasps> and you have been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. 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 I'm dreaming of Adam's curls. Bye.
This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror, or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash thedollsofhorror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. You heard it here. We are going to be covering Amityville Karen at some point in the near future. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. As long as we can find it. Let me speak to your manager. <laughs> <laughs>